this the Worldwide Golf Shop's Insider Podcast. Episode 384. Welcome, everyone. Tom Brassell here. So glad that you joined us. You're the reason we do this. The reason we've been doing this now for over 12, 13 years, almost 400 episodes. So glad you joined us. Our guest today comes to us from Southern California. Of all the bright stars on the LPGA Tour, she is inarguably the brightest from Stanford University and brought to us courtesy of Callaway Golf, Miss Rose Zhang. Rose, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What's Callaway doing today? They got you busy photo shoot or something like that, I hear, right? <laughs> Just a little bit of media. Uh, when you have off weeks on tour, I've realized that you have a couple more obligations uh, than just rest. Uh, but I couldn't be happier to, you know, come down to Carlsbad and just hang out with the Callaway fam, uh, get some new looks on a couple of equipment and at the same time do some shoots. Yeah, they're a great bunch down there, Callaway, and you've had a great start to your LPGA career. But just our listeners tell us they love hearing, Rose, how we all got started in this game. Somebody put a club in our hand and somehow the love affair started. Where did, take us back to how, how you got involved in golf. How did that happen? Yeah, uh, I grew up being a pretty energetic kid, hated being indoors, and I always was either riding my bike for four hours a day and playing with dogs, or I was doing some other sports. And um, basically, my dad's friends forced my dad into golf, bought him golf equipment, golf clubs, a range card, uh, basically all that you need to start out with the sport. And from there, uh, he wanted me to tag along. I felt curious enough to start swinging in the yard. And basically day one started from there. I fell in love with it and uh, basically grinded my butt off daily after that. Do you remember your first, I'm sure you do, you remember your first junior tournament win? Yes, I do actually. Um, it was my second tournament ever. Uh, I was in the JDP golf tour. Um, it was a development tour for SEPGA and I, it was at Bria Creek. I remember this specifically a nine hole event. I shot seven over, um, and managed to get a first. I was also not in golf attire. I was in a t-shirt and jeans, um, which isn't really orthodox and uh, I guess everyone was questioning what I was doing there in that attire at that point, but uh, it turned out to come out on top. <laughs> oh, and I bet you still have the trophy hidden away somewhere too, don't you? <laughs> the little medal that I keep. <laughs> well, you got good, and you got real good, and then colleges came knocking. Everybody knows where you ended up, but tell us about the recruiting process and the decision process. Was it a, was it a hard one, or was it like, hey, no, this is it? Yeah, the the recruiting process was pretty interesting for me, actually. I um, knew that I wanted to go to college. Um, So there was a lot of debate, a lot of talk, um, as everyone knows um, how the golf world is. Um, But they all assumed that I would be turning professional. And um, I actually visited all three of my top choices uh, when I was in ninth grade. I wanted to stay in California, so I went to Stanford, USC, UCLA just to check out schools and talk to coaches. Um, This was all prior to when the NCAA rules changed. 
Uh, so I was allowed to have my unofficial visits with coaches and have my phone calls with them if I called first. Um, so I met all the coaches. I had a good time touring around. Um, but my choice was narrowed down to Stanford and USC. Um, ultimately, I felt like Stanford was just the perfect place for me. A lot of my friends were going in junior golf, and I felt like it was an environment that I could really grow and thrive in. The campus was amazing. Coach Walk was amazing. So it was kind of a no-brainer. I also was a big academic, um, I guess, rigorous um, student. So it felt like I had the best of both worlds. So it was just escalated from there. I find that interesting that people thought you were going to skip college and turn professional and work right away. I mean, I can't imagine giving up that college experience. Could you? It was it was quite interesting for sure. Um, I actually a lot of my teammates they told me that prior to when I entered um, college and I entered Stanford, they thought that I would simply, you know, just decide to turn professional and um, forego my spot on the team. Um, and even when I, I guess, signed for my national letter of intent. Um, a lot of people still didn't believe it. So it's just pretty, pretty crazy um, what people think. But I always had the goal of going to college. Well, it was an incredible career. You started this career incredibly. Everybody knows about the first tournament, the first win. Talk about that, Rosen. Talk about what the hardest, I guess, transition is. You're a competitor. But what's the hardest transition playing this game professionally on tour? The transition has definitely been interesting. It's been a lot more tiresome. And it has also been, I guess, pretty interesting in trying to manage my schedule, uh, simply because I understand that there's a lot more obligations um, that I need to attend to. There's a lot more media, a lot more attention in general. Uh, So it's been, that's kind of the learning curve that I've been trying to get while balancing my craft and balancing the game, how do I make sure that I'm, you know, sustaining my own self and uh, taking care of myself while I'm at it for the long term? Did you ever have any idea in the back of your mind that your first time you tee it up on tour, it would turn out the way it did? Uh, Not in a million years. I have no idea how that happened. And it's not something you can really manifest or even, you know, I guess, uh, think about because at that point I was coming off of NCAA national championships uh, and the next, it, I mean, as everyone knows, it's a really long week of match play and playing for your team. But then following that, going straight to your pro debut is not really an easy um, timeline. Uh, but, you know, that week I was the new hot, I guess, trend and star. So I had a lot more media than um, a lot of players out there. So I had four hours of press um, in one of the days leading up to the event. And that just like, I mean, you can't really expect yourself to be playing super well if you're not prepared. (laughs) So the fact that I went out there and did what I did, it's pretty, I just can't believe it. And, I don't know. It just worked out. <laughs> well, it's one for the memory books. We all we all watched it. It was fantastic. And uh, let's talk Callaway Golf. You're brought to us today by our friends and your friends at Callaway Golf, who you have a really great relationship with. Talk briefly about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was 
13 when I first started working with them. They just developed a junior staff program, and I was one of the first people who were able to take advantage of it and be um, be a part of that brand. Uh, Callaway has always been so incredible in their technology. They're innovative, and um, they really take pride in taking care of their players, um, which I really felt throughout the years. It was almost natural that um, I continued working with them, even through NIL, even through uh, the professional ranks. So um, it's been really cool to see how I developed, but our bond has also developed with everyone in the company. That's wonderful. Let's take a quick run through your bag as far as the Callaway equipment you're playing, and it starts up top with that Paradigm Driver, the Triple Diamond. How do you like that? Yes. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite um, clubs that I've ever used in Callaway. Um, I've played with a lot of their drivers over the past couple of years, but Paradigm has really changed the way I drive my ball um, in that I'm a lot more consistent, and I really like the feel of the entire head. Um, before I was, um, I would say that I'm very careful and, uh, I think about the way that the club is impacting the ball, uh, in addition to the sound. Uh, so this, the sound that comes off of the club face after impact, uh, is definitely one suitable to my ears. And that really, uh, plays a role in feeling comfortable with the club. And you're uh, Fairway Woods, Rogue ST still, or are you up to Paradigm yet? Yes, I am still at the Rogue STs. Uh, I just like how I play with the Woods. Um, there's nothing really too much to change. Uh, and that's, you know, if things work out um, and if things are, you know, working well, uh, I don't tend to change too much. I stray away from that. Smart lady, Callaway Irons, Apex 21, still five through wedge, and then the Paradigm Hybrid 4 Hybrid, I believe. Yes, the Paradigm 4 Hybrid, um, it's, only, it's ultimately what got me um, my win at Mizuho, but uh, this club is really nice, very versatile, especially when you're in rough, um, and even when you need to get a really solid shot in, or if you need a half, half a little shot, um, it's it's very versatile, and the irons. Uh, I've played with these irons way back. I've always used the Apex, and um, these are one of the most consistent clubs that I have in the bag. You got your jaws wedges, uh, fifty four and uh, fifty eight. Odyssey try hot putter, t- and also the the Chrome Soft X Star golf ball. Talk about the ball, Rose, because that is so underrated and it's so so important. Talk about the ball you play. Yes, it's so so underrated because golf ball really plays a huge role in one's feel. Um, no matter what club you use, you know the ball is is ultimately what gets what goes in the hole. And from spin to um, the way that it feels off of the club face, off of the putter, off of the wedge, um, these are all like components that players have to consider uh, when they're out there playing and um, playing their own ball. Um, but I, I played the Callaway Comsoft X for a long time. And not only is it a great um, ball for driving distance, uh, especially with lower spin rates um, to get the ball rolling, but it also brings trajectory. It gives me enough spin 
Uh, so when I'm around greens, I'm able to stop the ball. Uh, and I think it's just an all-around A1 A golf ball. Rose, before I let you go, uh, you're off this week, but tell us what you got going the, the rest of this season. Yeah, the remainder of the season, I have a couple events coming up. Um, I am playing a full LCJ schedule for the remaining, remainder of the year. Uh, so I will be taking a leave of absence in the fall uh, at Stanford to pursue that. Uh, in this upcoming week, I have the Canadian Open uh, and then I'm playing in Portland, Cincinnati. Once I'm done with those events, um, have a couple, have a week off and then uh, potentially full time. So um, once we're done with all those stretches, the Asia swing is definitely something upcoming in my schedule, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> hey, we can't thank you enough for your time, Rose, carving it out. I know you're busy. you got a lot going on out there. And uh, thanks so much from all of us at Worldwide Golf, and we'll be pulling for you the rest of the way. Thank you so much for having me. really appreciate the time. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> There you have it, one of the brightest stars in the game today, Miss Rose Zhang, brought to us by Callaway Golf, and she is a Callaway brand ambassador. We cannot thank Callaway Golf enough for bringing her together with us, and uh, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us today. And we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast right here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone. <laughs>